0: Hi, my name's Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And welcome to Avatar The Last Podcasters. And on this Valentine's Day weekend special that I forgot about until just right now. And so we have nothing Valentine's Day planned for you, but have a happy Valentine's Day, I guess. If you're into that sort of holiday, I'm really not. Knock yourself not. out.
1: My wife asked me what I was giving for Valentine's Day like three hours ago. I'm like, I don't know. Well, I don't like the holiday because it's just
0: a fabricated I holiday. I like any opportunity to like to tell my wife, not that I like, give her permission, but to like enable her to do things. Like, you know what? Yeah, go get that massage or whatever it is you want to do. Uh, but I despise it as a holiday. It's horrible. But whatever. You know what? If you like Valentine's Day, <laughs> knock yourself out. Go support a small business or something. Buy some, buy some local foods. And happy Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, that
1: reminds me. Oh, never
0: mind. Last weekend was Super Bowl weekend, and we forgot about that, which is funny because it's actually this weekend when we're recording because we record back to back, but we forgot to talk about it on our last episode. Hope the Chiefs won, I guess. Yay, Chiefs. We'll find out. Here, Chiefs. No spoilers here. Uh, but the real <laughs> reason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even.
1: I'm not a superstitious person, but. uh, What was it? Oh, it was the Lakers championship. I was like, oh, yeah, well, we won. You know, we already won the championship because I was. 80% sure that they were going
0: to win. Yeah, because it was 3 1 or 3. Well, when we were trying to get a, we were trying, Theo and I were trying to get some kind of odds out of you, and we both guessed 4 1, and you wouldn't even say that. You're like, no, I just got to say 4 0. I was obligated to say 4 0. I was like, no, you can guess, Chris. You can guess anything <laughs> you want to guess. Um, I'm not superstitious at all. I don't like predictions, so I'm not going to make a prediction. Um, But I'm not superstitious enough. I'm so not superstitious that I took Monday off either way uh, because I like the Super Bowl and I like to enjoy it and then eat eat food and, and be merry and stuff. Uh, but I'm still scared, so I'm not going to tell my coworkers and stuff that I took it off regardless. <laughs> so if, if the Chiefs lost and I'm not at work, they're just going to think I'm hungover and depressed or something? Nah, had it playing the whole time because I'm not superstitious. Go Chiefs. But the real reason we're here is for The Legend of Korra. And we are on uh, Book 2, Spirits, Chapter 4. It's Civil War Part 2. You might recall that it's a two-part episode this week and last week. So we skipped the ratings last week. uh, But we decided to split the episodes up just to see how it went. And yeah, so this week uh, we'll review the episode as normal. Get to the combined ratings at the end. But before we get to that, Chris... I know we record back to back, so I'm always like wary of why I'm even asking you at this point. But how you how you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Looks like the uh, baby now, uh, is sleeping good. Oh, um, so I, I was kind of worried that he was gonna kind of get up while recording this. Okay, but he uh, it seems to be good.
0: Honestly, if he gets up during this recording, it's way easier on me because I have a week to fix it. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> this one is like, you know what? Go ahead, man. Wake but
1: up. I totally appreciate he, it. He, he's, he's not been sleeping, like, great lately. Like, uh, let's see what happened last night. Uh, we woke up at 6 o'clock. Oh, it, 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 it was really hard for him. Oh, sorry. It was really hard to put him down. <laughs> he didn't go sleep. And he woke up at 6. I'm like, 7 hours of sleep. Come on, you're not a grown adult. You need more than that, kid. Like, And then... And I got up to like, feed him, and I fed him and put him down. He kept crying. And I just walked into my bedroom and just like, banged my head up against the door. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was still crying. And then my wife was like, what are you doing? I like, I just banged my head against the door playfully, so don't worry. It wasn't anything. I'm going to bed. And then I went to bed. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I reset my alarm to it was set for like 650 and I reset it for like seven thirty. Being like, you know what? I'm just gonna start. <laughs> so uh, I didn't really start my job. I was supposed to start working at like eight. I didn't really start until until uh I don't know, eight thirty or something. But I usually would tend to work later, but I was like, I just need this this extra thirty minutes. And then I was just like praying I just let him go back to sleep. Back I, to sleep. Uh,
0: I say this knowing full well that I am a, I'm an aspiring parent, and so I know that bragging about this now will, will come back to bite me later somehow. But I get up at seven forty-five, and I'm in my chair to work at, you know, in the next room over by eight, and it's, it's glorious. There's not a minute wasted in my morning routine. I,
1: I am kind of curious how life would be if. I was working from home. And didn't have kids.
0: It's like, right. How f- just the analyst and you has got to be curious as to like, how far uh, could I cut that line? My line is that that's when like my great. wife leaves the house basically. So it's like on her way out the house. Usually my alarm is going off in that time. If she's not leaving the house, she knows she's late. So that's kind of a side bonus. Uh, and then I'm getting up as she's leaving and I don't know. Uh, even I, I do have to take the dog out, so I'm not totally responsibility free. But like, obviously, I don't have to watch him go to the bathroom, so I just kick him outside, and then that's that. So 15 minutes, and works really well every time. Highly recommended.
1: Just, mm. yeah, like, like it's just, just work. Even though my mother-in-law is five
0: minutes away now, it's still work to get kids up. Yeah, to get them. Dressed. Well it's your mm-hmm. own prep then, time times, however many kids you have. Like kids aren't faster yeah. at preparing than you are.
1: They're so much slower. It's just so, like totally Hey, alright, get your shoes on. Five, Five minutes later. Why why don't you have on your shoes? What have you been doing in this time that you
0: did not get your shoes on? Oh yeah, okay. And it yeah. goes again. <laughs> uh, I just, I brag now. I know I'll eat those words later, and I accept that. But... Uh... The thing is,
1: every, every kid is different. My first kid, they slip. My, my my daughter, my firstborn, she starts sleeping at night at, like, two months. And I was like, people complain about sleep? And when, when they have babies, like, nah, not me. Uh, my secondborn, he starts sleeping at night, which even, even then... Um, even though he started sleeping at night probably at like six months, he still had a very steady schedule. It was like, go to sleep at eight, wake up at two. Go to sleep at eight, wake up at two. Like, it was was clockwork. This one was like, all right, go to sleep sometime between eight and 11. Wake up sometime between three and six. Um, But it just wasn't. And also, um, me and my wife, we were... we had a a more of a a good sleep schedule, which, for one reason or another, we didn't do that this time, to where, like, all right, tonight's your turn. And so now, it's like both of us kind of doing something, which doesn't really... I'd rather just have one of us just completely take one night, the other one takes another way. I can just focus and get whatever Whatever. amount of sleep I want to get. (laughs) I mean,
0: that's like a really it's like a full recoup day in between i think it's yeah. a really good idea can you remind me uh, if you don't at least if you don't mind sharing online you may not that's fine but your daughter is a few years older your oldest daughter's few years older uh than than your son right so it's like you had a few years yeah, they're, all, they're, they're all four years apart okay so it's like you had a few solid years of like good sleep <laughs> in between oh, yeah. 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 yeah They're
1: all, yeah they're all four years apart um mm-hmm. And, and I guess also, also what makes it a little, a little harder is that uh, um, my daughter will go to sleep at like 8.30. So she was a baby at 8.30. So I had free time from like 8.30 to 12.30 because <laughs> that's usually – I usually go to sleep at like 12.30. And then and and my son – yeah, but, but now my, my newborn son, he just he just goes to sleep. Like he, He's the last one to go to sleep. He should be the first one. He's the last one. <laughs>
0: It was, like, kids, uh, us. Uh, uh, it was like
1: killing it was like eight thirty. My second oldest go sleep at like eight thirty. And I told him all right, get ready for bed. And then I forgot that I was kind of getting my baby ready. And then it was like the baby was like it was like nine thirty or something. And he was kind of getting sleepy. And I was like, oh well, okay, I'll put him down. And then I'll go finish putting uh, my second son to my I'm sorry my second born to sleep. And reading my book and everything, he was already in bed <laughs> asleep with the lights on and everything.
0: It's so out. I had
1: to turn off. Yeah, so I had to turn off the lights for him. And then my daughter, just I don't, I don't even read. I don't tell her stories anymore. It's been a while because I'm out. I'm out of like stories to tell. I don't read her. I haven't read her a book in a long time. I've just been kind of telling her like stories, of, like cartoons and stuff. And now I'm out of them. No she's, real stories anymore. I mean, she's age. She's
0: fine. She's at an independent age. But hey, you know what? You get a chance sometime. Surprise her. Read her story. She'll dig it. But <laughs> um, uh, long story short, I'm, I'm good. That's good. That's good. I, said, I always hesitate to ask, like, does he even like it when I ask him in back to back episodes how he is?
1: You know what? I Uh-oh. don't ask you however you are. How are you, Sean?
0: I'm good. Uh, I'm very good. My work is. I just. I expressed to my wife yesterday. I'm probably as, I'm a person who thrives on convenience, and so uh, much as obviously the pandemic is is bad, the silver lining is that I you know I have a nice job and and a nice home. I'm very grateful for that. And I told my wife, "It's like I am as not stressed as I think a grown adult could possibly be," and I'm going to take that as a good thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, thanks. I
1: I'm I'm sometimes at that point, um, which is great. Um, I'm yeah, I'm very very blessed to to yeah. be in, in the position that I am, um, in, in my life. Um, throughout the day, I'm like, man, I am just doing it in life right now. Like, I, I feel not that I, I'm like, man, I wish everyone was was feeling how I'm feeling. That's that's the hard part,
0: right? It's like, how do you <laughs> sort of get to acknowledge that and be grateful for your own self and that stuff without like. Obviously, there's problems going on in the world right now. But, yeah, um, I today um, I get to. And use other memory. times, I'm just like, uh, I'm so
1: stressed out. <laughs> well, not so. Stressed, I'm, like, I just need. There something that. Uh, it so, was, it was like a fight with my. It wasn't a fight. With my, I was just. I didn't have an opportunity to like go to the comic book store that day. I was looking forward to it, <laughs> and then I was just like, uh, I'm just. I just need some time. Just. To, I just need to go to the to vintage stock just to literally get to, the to comic like store. Flip through
0: the, the issues, like the cathartic in your fingers.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> like just, just that little bit of alone time can, can go a long way. And if not, it just kind of feels.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you, uh, if you remember it all, I despise winter and being cold in general. I, I hate it. hundred percent hate it. Well, you know what, when winter doesn't matter is when you never have to go outside Ever. And so I was thinking to myself, like, this has been the greatest winter of all time. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: don't, don't, don't have to worry about snow. No, Usually, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't drive driving the work.
0: I, yeah, I don't like driving. I don't like being in it. It's like I barely even noticed it was winter this year. So, yeah, things great. Uh, excited to be here. I know a couple of busy weeks, right? Because much as I don't like Valentine's Day, I, yeah, I have a wife who I like to <laughs> be happy. That's important. Last week was Super Bowl week. Uh so a couple of busy weeks here, but good good busy. So yeah, that's great. I'm I'm excited to see this uh episode to talk through this episode because you kept your ratings private. And I feel like that usually means you're gonna throw me a curveball. So I'm trying to figure out what it means. I'll probably overthink it the whole time and then it won't be a curveball at all. So uh, <laughs> yeah. got me excited for this one. No, well, that's all I got. I I'm ready to jump into a review of you are. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Part two. So okay.
1: Part two. Oh, wow. I didn't know the judge's name. Hulta?
0: Yeah, I guess so. They say um, it just one time in there. I think yeah. Cora says it when she pins him.
1: Yes. yes. Uh, so, Unalak, in the-, the last episode, Unalak has uh, Tonarok arrested. And oh, I'm sorry, I forgot Cora's mother's name.
0: Hema, I think. Sema. Semma? Mm-hmm. Same- Sima, Sina? Sina, Sima or Sima? Sina, Sina. That's it. Okay.
1: Right. Had them arrested for conspiring with the other people for kidnapping. Uh, which that made Corey really mad. Which I'm really glad that like Corey's like, no, no. like, he, I'm, uh, I don't want. My parents were thing. and when like it's still playing her, I um, he's he's like, she's like, oh, you should give him a trial. I was like, okay, we'll get him. Give the trial, and I'll have, like, the most honorable judge to see, to oversee it. You know, he's like, honorable and fair there is. <laughs> <judges. laughs> which, uh, which turns out the opposite of it. But he's, he's still doing a good job of keeping Cora, like, kind of on his side. Like, everything he does is to kind of appease her, but not be so, like, outright about it. Like, as if it's just now Unalak is very
0: fair and, and stuff it's it's um, easy to uh, as a viewer, you know I think we're on to Unalak as as quote unquote a bad guy, but it's still sort of very uh, very empathetic like it's a nice uh, a nice way of keeping of manipulating her still that we can empathize with It's not blatant <laughs> or stupid or anything like that uh
1: so then. They go to trial, and, and Cora has to be there. Um, before that, Varric is like... Um, <laughs> Varric is trying to get... Uh, oh, wait a minute. They go searching for Varric. <laughs> and then, because Varric was also in on the meeting, he took his bag to and he's not there. And then Varric is hiding, and the platypus bear... <laughs> Uh,
0: like the skin, whatever. on the floor, the rug. Yeah.
1: What do you call a stuffed? Uh, I mean, it's taxidermied, but it's. Yeah.
0: It's a rug, right? Um, when it's.
1: No, it's like a. Oh, it it's like a, a right taxidermied now. animal.
0: I guess just a just a taxidermed.
1: Yeah, I can't think of a... it. <laughs> I report. keep
0: thinking of like a, a on the mantle uh, it's a, a mount. a deer would be like it's a rack, but what do you call it when it's a, just a full platypus bear? Oh, um, good question. Um, we should ask the janitor from Scrubs.
1: Uh why so I was thinking about Scrubs because they have a, a test termy doll named Rowdy.
0: I I, uh, I got janitor. to the episode where they found where the janitor gave back a uh, second Rowdy or gave back originally <laughs> sorry i just got to that episode man this this episode yeah. of scrubs is kind of hitting hitting my feels pretty hard it's all hilarious and i'm still loving it but there's a lot of like heavy heavy stuff in this particular season season six I what think. season are you on i think six. Oh, that's a good season early six, Oh, uh, so
1: you did you did watch the um the my lunch episode
0: Can you remind me, is that the one with the patients who get rabies, the the lady who has rabies, not the drug overdose? Yes. Yeah, thanks for making both me and my wife cry in front of each other. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) It's just what we always wanted to do while we were eating dinner is just be really depressed. Uh, No, it's a great... Uh, It's a really great... uh, It's oddly uplifting. uh, But those... They're like straight up tears, but of... Of both emotions, right? Just tears of overwhelm with emotion on, on all sides. It's it's oddly uplifting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the episode afterwards is, is, is JD trying to come back and finally gets him to come back. And then the episode after that, Elliot tries to give him the comeback. Like he can't, he, he second guessed himself because he has this, now he has a fear he's he keeps second guessing himself and he eventually opens up to Elliot. Um, yeah. But yeah, keep the uh,
0: nice change of pace. Do yourself
1: that. a favor, watch uh, or listen to the podcast. "Fake Dartist Real Friends. I just wrote in to try and get on the show. Uh, let's see if that happens. I, I don't know. Because I get like a viewer on the show to like ask questions and stuff. And uh, that, that would be a really cool thing if that could happen.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
1: And then yeah. I could be like, hey, you have to come on my podcast if you want. And then they <laughs> would laugh at us. Yeah. <laughs> And then I'll be, like, weird uh, awkward with people, I think. Or at least that's what my life says. Um, I don't think I'm that awkward. I'm much, much better.
0: Than I don't know. Probably, but, probably depends on, <laughs> on who you ask and what they think. I, I tell people then, I'm weird all the time. Because then I'll be like,
1: Scrubs, it's, like, one of my favorite shows of all time. I say one of – and I'll probably just blur it out. They're, like, oh, I have this podcast called Avatar Lost Airbender. We talk about Avatar Lost Airbender, the show that I think is, like, the greatest fictional story. And then they'll be like, wait a minute. Hold up. You're on the Scrubs podcast. Why are you talking about how great? You would have to tell like,
0: hey, listen, we also talk about Scrubs a lot. Uh, We talk about Danny Glover uh, or Danny, not Donald Glover. Glover, Danny Ron Glover. Uh, Talk about (laughs) Donald Glover, John Mulaney. We're very well rounded, uh, but only within the realms of comedy and fiction. (laughs) That's my fault.
1: I feel like it's it's been too long since. Toss, we referenced John Belaney.
0: It has, it's it material. has. Okay, well, we'll see if it comes up naturally in this episode. I bet there's an opportunity in here somewhere. Yeah. Sure
1: there is. Um, I should go back and listen to some stand-up. I haven't really watched a stand-up in such a long time.
0: It's I That's a weird. car drive thing for me. Is a, you know I don't want to watch TV, yeah. but I'll put it on YouTube uh, while I'm in the car and just listen to it. It's a big, big thing. I used to
1: listen to Dave Chappelle stand-ups. Uh, like yeah, on, on long car rides or like when I'm working at McDonald's overnight, I would just have it on.
0: I uh, I watched the uh, the racial draft uh, after the last recording oh, yeah. we did, so two weeks ago. <laughs> they better be careful or they're gonna lose him altogether. Anytime, anytime Dave Chappelle imitates a white person is probably my favorite piece of comment. Just every time he does it, always oh, good. Uh. Uh, was, how, oh, think... wait, have,
1: have we have we talked about washcloths at all on the show ever?
0: That doesn't sound familiar to me off the top of my head.
1: Okay, so there's a skit called uh, where he does. Um, uh, you know, it, it was parroting off of uh, those shows called like Wife Swap and stuff like that, where where uh, the uh, one member of a couple they, they would just exchange one member and they would go live with the other person. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember like uh, white well, swap it, in it on its own like, horrible. Yeah, but okay. well, there was a
1: there was an interracial. They, they're like this is an interracial white swap
0: and then, or couple
1: switch whatever it's called. But the black guy was gonna live with this white family, and the white guy went to live with the black family. <laughs> and at the end of it, you know, they go through everything, and like the black dude is like trying to hang out with the white kid is trying to be like black, so he's. This one, G Unit, and 50 Cent was like, Pablo was like, I-, I represent G Unit, g-, 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 g Unit, and then he was like, Sean, good, 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 goodbye, get out of here, <laughs> and, then, and then he wakes up, and then the wife is like, doesn't have breakfast made, or and this is not a stereotype of family. black family. It's like, woman, I need some grits, maybe some grits, and it's like, I don't have, we don't have grits, and he's like, you better watch your tone or something and and then he like leaves the boy like in the hood And he's like if anybody asks for linda washington which has his name them i'm I'm doing fine or something it was just at the end of it all you know they do like the interview and stuff and uh and like oh what lessons did you learn and stuff he's like i learned that you know at the end of the day No matter your race or whatever, you know, we all people just trying to survive. Uh, Also, I learned that white people don't use washcloths in the shower, in the bathtub. (laughs) That's nasty. What are you you supposed to do? You got a bar of soap and there's pubic hairs on it. Because the other person didn't, before they didn't use the washcloth. (laughs) And so, so, like, I remember this came out when I was in high school, so me and my friends, my black friends will ask our white friends, like, like, do y'all do y'all not use washcloths? And then they'll be like, actually, no, we don't use washcloths. There, there's this weird racial thing that black people, like, well, you can look it up. Black people use washcloths, and a lot of white
0: people don't. That's uh, <laughs> my family, like my my parents. And growing up, we always used a washcloth. And then when I got to college, I became self-conscious like day two because on my little tote thing, because we had, like, the public showers. Not even yeah. open showers were all the same stall, but the public bathrooms. No, I wouldn't
1: go to college with that. Yeah,
0: I, I, that's not my style. But, uh, but uh, you know, everybody's got their caddies, and everybody else, uh, and it was predominantly white, but there was diversity enough. But everybody else either had loofahs or nothing, and I had a washcloth, and I was, like, straight-up embarrassed. And I was like, what do people... So, uh... And, it's surprising, I suppose, that my family happens to be on the other side of that particular one. But yeah, I used a washcloth for the longest time, and then when I got to college, oh. around probably more suburban—let's call it more suburban group—there uh, was not a washcloth in sight. So I do fully believe why that stereotype exists, or why <laughs> that reality exists, maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, then it, it for some reason they were talking about it. That also on the fake daughters real friends podcast <laughs> and then zach and zach and donald they go into some like some rated art stuff because then donald started being like so listen so what about your butt
0: mm-hmm.
1: like zach how, how do you clean your butt he's like well he's like i use a loofah but i don't use that from my for my butt right because you don't you don't in fact i only you know Go around that area. I don't go deep in, and then they start talking
0: about like I would, weird. I would take his side. It's they, not like oh, a these deep two, clean with a toothbrush down there. Like you just
1: these two are like they're they're best friends. Like they have so much memories together. Because then they start going to this story about how one time when Zach Braff was like slightly drunk with his brother and Donald was there. His brother was playing a game where he was like stick his and then one time, Zach was like, "No, too deep." And then, <laughs> but he said it like in a quiet, weird way. I don't. Know, I can't explain the joke. Just gotta. Highly recommend the Fake Dogs Real Friends podcast for a lot of reasons. It's a. It's probably it's my it's the one podcast I listen to like every time a new episode is out.
0: It helps that they uh, and I haven't really listened to the podcast at all, but it's easy to believe just because they by themselves are just very entertaining charming charismatic humans like either one of those guys could probably do stand up and be just fine yeah yeah
1: no it's i i forgot what i was listening to today and i was cracking up laughing about something um and like get other guests on like from the show it's, it's really funny um it's just really entertaining but
0: anyway I gotta wrap it full circle though and I gotta say that my favorite Dave Chappelle white guy moment is the Walking Dead in the Walking Dead spoof. You ever see that one? I forget the name, what the actual title of this spoof is. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, That's my favorite Dave Chappelle white guy right there. But, okay, I'm done.
1: Oh man, okay. I don't even remember where we're Uh, at. Oh, uh...
0: they they were Cora was promised an uh, essentially an honorable trial, but we haven't actually gotten to the trial segment yet.
1: Yeah, so they go to trial. Um, they find Senna innocent, which I find is, You know, she was having the meeting at her place too. Yeah, uh, just as much as Tonrock was.
0: Is that a water tribe thing? Like, oh, it's the domain of the male. Or, uh, I, I don't maybe.
1: Know. No. Um, <laughs> women can. Can she, run was, she was literally rebellion. there.
0: Like, she was in the house.
1: Whatever. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean to mean, like, sexes as in, like, sexes against men. No, that doesn't really exist. Um, <laughs> nah. Um, but that, that's probably another part of the whole thing is, like, Tunnel Rock. Uh, I'm sorry, Unalak wants to look like, oh, you know. Hey, you're like. Everything is like, here's a bad thing. I'm trying your mother, but then it comes down, right? It's making him seem, everything is making him seem uh, very, very good.
0: Just keep, so managing she just found, to try to keep himself up on his little, on his little high horse.
1: So she gets found not guilty. And then Tom Rock gets found guilty. And the judge is like, death for you all. And then Tom Rock comes in, but like, please just give them life in prison. And everyone is a peace at that point. Um, even though Cora's still mad, Cora's like, I'm gonna break you dad. And he's like, no, nothing rash. And she's like, okay. And, which I really love her and her dad working together. Um, she was really upset with her dad at the beginning of the last episode. But again, I still think she's holding on to to, to him, to them lying to her. And I think he brings it up in these episodes. About, yeah, yeah, um, about them lying to them about like what Aang's wishes for her were. Um, that really, that doesn't matter. What the out it shouldn't matter what your parents wish. Like they're your parents. I
0: mean, it's just, but it's just a trust like, issue. I mean, that's all. Like, I, I get Yeah, it. I mean, they did kind of, did
1: kind of lie to make it seem like Aang said, Aang said you should do this. Ang said you
0: should do yeah, that.
1: which, which okay, so that part's lie. Um, but still, I think it should matter what the wishes of the parent is, not the previous avatar. <laughs> oh. um, although their their opinion should be um, noted. But anyway, uh, if it was anguish, she wouldn't kill anybody. Although of course, <laughs> only killed one person, it's a couple of people. I think she's only killed one person. Okay. In
0: the show.
1: Kill, I think that's a we'll
0: keep uh, the, Which
1: that's actually, different? I would think. I would think that Aang actually inadvertently killed more people. Uh, although the ocean spirit took over his body that one time. I was because the ocean spirit was just very vengeful and he had no control
0: over that. I'm going to assume <laughs> that all those people could swim. They're probably fine. Man, I think they're dead. Just like the people in that <laughs> Batman College Humor skit, they're, they're just asleep.
1: <laughs> they're, I wonder if uh, they're dead because after reading... Kyoshi novels, when they talk about Kelsong and how he would create typhoons and ships would go overboard, how, like, oh, at first you think it's a nice airbending thing, like just turn ship over, but really a bunch of people died.
0: It's a horrifying tragedy that he apparently did just kind of for kicks. Not for kicks, but.
1: No, nah. no, no, he didn't do it for kicks. He just, I mean, he did it to protect the
0: southern.
1: To, to i with you to pretend, but those waters. Um. Uh, okay.
0: Anyway. Before we jump on from the trial, I do want to note that inside the platypus, the platypus bear also, what's her name, the the yes, assistant yeah, yeah. was in there Julie. also. And then there's this little uh, uh, run of gags with money where Varric wanted Bolin to bribe the uh, bribe the judge, but he just gave it to two random dudes and told them to take care of it instead of the judge and the judge walks in he's like oh i'm supposed to give my money to him and uh sami's like yeah and then also <laughs> there was a moment where as a distraction in the platypus bear as they're moving around uh i don't even remember where they're trying to sneak into the ship sneak into a ship is that later and then he poops the platypus they make the platypus That's bear yeah. fart money yeah is that later i might have jumped it jump again on that. Just later, yeah. First ah, shot. damn it. That platypus bear is pooping money. It's farting money. <laughs> All these people are right now. <laughs> I was so dumb <laughs> but I laughed for a really long time.
1: Yeah. Um, so then... So Tanrock is found guilty. He's sentenced to life in prison. Then... Oh no! Why it getting up? No. No. Um, Okay, maybe you still fine. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I look a little bit modern. Um, no, he's rubbing his eyes. Let's see. Nah, whatever. I'll keep going. actually This <laughs> week
0: on BabyCast.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I feel like. Let's see. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry. Um, it just if you gotta go, you gotta go. It happens.
1: Where are the? No, I'm fine then gets the judge, um, which this is our animation as you compare it to book club, looks absolutely horrendous. Where she's riding on Naga, um, I'll just send you a picture of it or something because you can just see the, the clear difference in the animation studios and just how worse they are. Then, which is still good animation. Uh, overall, it's still good animation, but there are certain scenes I'm just like, Ugh, I hate that. Like. And in, in this episode, in the previous episode, there's kind of these moments where the characters aren't moving, but their mouths are moving. And that's just, like, a cheap way to do animation.
0: Yeah, not, um, not what we're used to in this series, which admittedly spoils like, us.
1: But... the characters are often a lot more fluid and a lot
0: more lifelike. I remember the scene where uh, when Cora tears the door off of the car... Uh, like Naga, she's riding Naga chase it down but then when she, Mm -hmm. specifically the clip of where she like tears the door off the car there's something really choppy in there that was like the first time you know, I had mostly forgotten about that uh, but it was in that specific moment it it just jumped out at me there was was very choppy, I guess like there was frames missing or too many frames cut or skipped, maybe not cut, but skipped yeah, no, you're right
1: um <laughs> yeah Cora. which I love this to me this is b a core like the one of the most b a core <laughs> he's like like what do you want He's like it's not what I want it's what Naga wants Naga's hungry, and she just puts his whole head inside of not the veins like right there, <laughs> which to me that's that's the best scare tactic I think I've seen and possibly anything like um. Um, no, uh, maybe not anything, but,
0: no, but it's... You, you don't you don't you don't have
1: full control over a dog. A dog, a polar bear dog, has his own mind and stuff, and they might just slip up and just bite you. Like his whole head is in. Knockout.
0: Like I wouldn't put anything inside my dog's mouth without expecting it to be demolished into whatever's much less a polar bear exactly. dog.
1: Which polar bear dogs aren't usually tamed, right? If you there's a comic book about one. Cora found a cute little comic book. Um, I forgot exactly how it went. Cora was like a pot belly Cora. She was like five or six or something. And she was practicing bending with Katara. And then she wanted to go out and play with the wolf, the polar bear dogs. So she went out there. It was like a blizzard. And then she, uh, she ended up finding Naga. And them two were lost. And then Cora ended up making like, a little igloo for them. She watered in an igloo for them and then uh, heated them up with some firebending. <laughs> but she wasn't that great at firebending yet, and so it was a little wild. So they just kind of snuggled up. And then uh, since then, they were like inseparable. Really cute little combo. Use the purple our dogs. Are, uh, are still vicious and wild. <laughs> she just happens to tame that one. Which I feel like we don't give Court enough credit for. For having, like, Scott Bison. They, they kind of right? angry did have to you keep know, him. Should give Cora more credit for having a wild beast as for uh, animal guy.
0: Don't short this guy by too much, because you still got to trust those things in the air, though, right? Like, who's the first person to be like, they'd probably let us ride one.
1: Uh, I don't know. I feel like humans try to ride anything. That's true. <laughs> yeah. If
0: it looks like it'll fit us, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Not me, personally. Yeah. I'm scared of large like, animals. But people,
1: people ride dolphins.
0: All the time. Yeah, That's... I don't get that. That's too much for me. I don't like water that much.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, I was around thinking about how uh, why zebras aren't uh, really domesticated like horses are.
0: It seems like an <laughs> Some obvious. Some logic.
1: Fit. Well, it's because they, uh, I don't know, their diet isn't as 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 well done, and uh, and they're not as tameable like horses. Can also just make it a lot easier,
0: and uh, yeah, they just way more tangible. Interesting. Last week we talked about uh, zoos. This week we are talking about animal husbandry. I think this is a good, <laughs> it's a good path for us.
1: Um. Anyway, uh, upon threat of being decapitated, the uh, judge spills his beans to over about how Tanarog won them off. He's supposed to make Tanarak... Uh, I'm sorry, not Tanarak, Um How Unlock bought him off, how Unlock wanted to look good so he could get the avatar on his side in, in his pocket, and also how he was one that got uh, Tonarok banished in the first place. So now is like, oh, I have to break my dad out. Uh, so she, together along with uh, Mako and Asami, uh, goes to confront... Monologue, and they have a, a a nice little fight, and they uh, overtake him, and then it's funny how like these first co- these couple episodes feel so much different than the last, which we'll get in uh, into it, but um, because these just seem so much more contained. Yeah, than the later episodes, and uh, Corey has to go rescue Dad, and, and that's kind of how that part of the... Oh, I do love the animation of them, like, on the uh, plane and stuff. And then... Uh, oh, we didn't talk about how Bolin is trying to break up with Desna. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I was thinking you might leave that closer to the end because you have a, a Desna-esco uh, topic. But oh, yeah, yeah, obviously right. I it fits in that. the review, too, so put it, put it where right. you're comfortable. That's <laughs>
1: fine. Um... The one part that I love <laughs> about um okay, so they get on the plane, they get their dad her dad out and everything.
0: <laughs>
1: and then Desna is like water bending just like viciously at the boat and Bola is scared. Bolin is like, Fair, somebody's Nets girlfriend and he's like, Why do you think I built the boat? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes in, in Legend of Korra. Like maybe um yeah, maybe it, top ten joke I think.
0: It's we up to the joke. That'd be hard. I'd have to like it. kinda would be hard, thing, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. Miss something. um <laughs> Then um That's the, that's the episode
0: they they do uh, um, they do end up rescuing uh Tonrock and then i don't really think that what that story that uh a plot progresses much past getting Tonrock here no. i don't think <clears throat>
1: no oh and then they have a really good moment um, I was on Never on- mind. Um, but I do love Cora being back with her dad. Them both being on the same page again. Cora apologizing to him, him apologizing to Cora. Great family stuff here. Uh, what's, oh, B plot. So uh, Tenzin, Kaya, and Boomi. Again, they go through their family drama, which some of this might happen in the previous episode, but it all once they get everyone squared all together anyway. Um, but. I really love a lot of their moments where <laughs> where Boomy's like, Wait, we gotta go in this waterfall. Here guys, here's the quickest way. <laughs> and then he's going so slow, slow down there and, and Tenzin is just air bending down and Kaya just walking down. And like, Yeah, you're right, Boomy, it was a lot faster and then and then Tenzin's happy one's like, No, I can do it myself which it's just kinda epitomizes their relationship and a lot of their character flaws and traits. Boom ends up hurting himself and then um and then they kinda of hash out a lot not hash out, they kind of just have at each other a lot of this kind of pent up uh, animosity towards each other. Like Kaya's like listen, even though you're the oldest one, like you act like a, a dummy all the time, like and, and Tenzin's like, Kaya's right, I have to be responsible one and Kyle's like wait what you had a responsible one like where were you when mom died like holy crap that's such real I'm sorry where were you when dad died like I'm the one that had to take care of mom like that that's some real family real life family stuff that happens And
0: even down um, to the the very next line I like it was like yeah after you got done traveling around the world to find yourself or whatever yeah yeah some some Um, barbs hitting home here yeah Yeah.
1: like i think this writing is really really good really top notch it just humanizes characters so much um and and, uh just how how different they all are and and then it kind of ends with like Tencent's like i had to be responsible i had to be the one to carry on avatar ang's legacy and they're like no you didn't we were, we're all Aang's children. We all could have carried his legacy. <laughs> um, the thing is, and that's the part you see of Tenzin's upbringing that probably wasn't... They didn't see that part of it. They didn't see the weight on his shoulders, which is why he's so... Um, up, uptight. So, you know, uh, uptight and everything. Like He has the pressure of a whole entire culture on his back. And those two didn't feel that pressure. And maybe they, and maybe they feel some animosity. Well, they definitely feel some animosity because they didn't get that pressure. They would have wanted that pressure. But Aang only put that pressure on Tenzin because that was his only airbending son. That's um, all so he gave the world. Not <laughs> um, is,
0: this, uh, is it in this episode, though, where then Bumi makes his way into the into the chamber with the statues?
1: Uh, yeah, so then they, they separate because Bumi it's like, you guys go back, and I'll keep looking for Vicky. Yeah, And then Boomy goes into that statue place, which is such a great, great moment, like, especially when a character who has been so goofy, pretty much every time you've met him, is having a very nice, uh, just kind uh, of somber moment, where he goes to visit his dad, pretty much kind of going to a, a makeshift graveyard to see his, at his dad's grave, who did they bury Aang?
0: Huh. That's a good question. Hopefully, like, where the statue is now or something like that.
1: I mean, it, it probably would... I okay. Now I'm thinking about, what did they bury Aang? They probably buried him... There's a big opportunity guess for, some,
0: from, from, for some um, headcanter. Air Temple here. Island? That's. I mean, that seems like a reasonable guess.
1: Because you, you want to bury him somewhere that the wife... Would, that Katara would also... Like, Katara mm-hmm. would... Angler probably wanted to be buried at the Southern Air Temple where he was born, but Katara probably wanted to be buried at the Southern Water Tribe, but their compromise would be to get buried where they raised their family at Air Temple Island.
0: As good as a guess any, I suppose. Yeah. I just uh, like the but, idea you know, of him being to... buried under the statue, but...
1: <laughs> that's a that's a huge statue to be buried under. I know. I like... It's
0: very glamorous headstone.
1: Yeah, it's, very, it's been a headstone this whole time. It's, we think of it as a statue, No, nope. that's just...
0: Yeah, you guys are, like, taking pictures by this and it's disrespectful.
1: Disrespectful. Corey, you're trying to do fights at this place? Straight disrespectful, come, up, come on. Just
0: dance on his grave, you monster. Oh, there's an opportunity uh-huh. for some good head cannon there.
1: Although the this statue... Is a uh, I believe the statue's on a different island, and I think it's called Anga Memorial Island. And the uh, um, Air Temple Island is as is is another island that's fairly close to it. I um, oh, Boomy, great moment where he's like, "Hey, Dad, sorry I wasn't an Airbender like you wanted. You know, I did try to keep the world safe. Like, hope I made you proud. Like, oh man, great." So- Exactly.
0: Okay. and that's still that uh, you know, we had the conversation last week. That's to me, is still suggests like a foundation of a good, uh, yeah, a, yeah. loving relationship, at least. Uh, yeah. obviously, problems, but it hit me home pretty I'm hard. And then I, even some... like, I like his cover up too. When, um, gosh, it, I forget her name, walks in. What's Kaya. her name, Kaya? Kaya, that's right. Oh, so dusty in here, just dusting off dad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so just dusting off dad. <laughs> he's, he's a little dusty. And then she gives him a hug, which is such a nice hug. Even even he's like, "Thanks, Kaya. You know when to give the best hugs."
0: Hits me right here. And
1: yeah, really, really great moment. Really great moment. Um, uh, what was I say? Uh, and then, uh Tenzin. S-
0: Oh, and and then Icky,
1: and- Icky kind of goes like, Susan's kind of like, oh, it's, it's here. I just hear us too. She's like, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, Uncle Boomy is like the funniest person, and I is so sweet. Like seeing a child's perspective on things puts kind of your own things into perspective. Like, hey, I'm, I might not be the maybe it's my own fault that I'm not great with my siblings. I'm not seeing the great things in them that that's there. Because um, even Icky is like, I don't like being with my brother and sister. And then Tenzin's like, Well, don't you like, you know, Mila? He's he's hilarious. He's always saying funny stuff. And then Janora is fine, and she's like, oh, Okay. And then she goes and plays with, and they go back, and she goes to play with them too, and they go off. Um, it's funny. I think about my own kids, <laughs> like those three. I'm looking at my three kids, and I'm like, I hope these three like always just get along like this, and. And stuff. Um, I, I just hope that they have oh, those moments. I'm sure there'll be fights and, and stuff all the time. There's fights and stuff yeah. now. <laughs> um, seeing those three together is all it reminded me
0: a lot of, of of the Airbending kids. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's bound to bound to be bumpy roads, and some will last longer than others. But hopefully, they can uh, get along yeah. and keep yeah. producing touching moments.
1: And then, then Tenzin um, kind of says, so to them, like, you know, I try right. to uphold the legs of that so much that I tend to gloss over like the things that wasn't so great about him. You know, that's, that's my goal. And then okay. kind of shares the picture of them all their little kids which is so freaking stinking adorable. Cute as
0: that, <laughs> yeah. That Katara gave them before they left. Yeah. That's a great picture. I
1: um, yeah. am really, really glad to see them kind of wrap up this story because I feel like this animosity in this family has carried on. Has, the story aspect has been pretty much the last episode of book one where Sensen is like, oh, now my brother here. My brother is here and have to entertain. And like, they can finally come to kind of close off that story and all three of them.
0: It's a it's a really nice parallel to the I'm gonna call it family turmoil going on in, in A plot. And it all kind of wraps up together where in the next episode, if memory serves me right, it's almost like a new mini mini arc setting off at the beginning in the in the, in the next episode. Yeah, I forgot um, but this um is a, i do think nice, it comes nice i do think they're kind of the family i do think dramas. they're kind of
1: sibling so it comes back around and, and the finale which we'll get to that and the finale of book two which we'll get to that when we, when we get to it
0: um so i think if i remember i i think i put the ratings first and then uh, a quick deska uh desna esca discussion <laughs> deska let <laughs> to do that uh, but I think I did the reviews first. If I'm not mistaken, I started with myself, uh, since uh, you had kept yours hidden. So I'm going to lead off today. Um, and remember, we're doing parts one and two together. I did audiovisuals uh, 8.5. Um, it's I think there's like a little bit of something to be desired, but there's still a lot that happens um, in terms of uh, kind of drama, action, emotion, and they all display it very well. We get a variety of scenery and backgrounds in the process. So... All, all very good. Maybe just a little bit to be desired, and I wouldn't have thought of it earlier, but to Chris's point, it could just be like my eyes not being quite comfortable with all the animation going on, even if I don't recognize that's why. Uh, story, as far as season two goes, there's like... Wow. there's a, The crux of the story is mm. built into these two episodes. Um, it's almost like its own... It's almost like its own climax, like its own little finale to a small story arc. In these two episodes, yeah. it's extremely informative. I won't say it's the most exciting or the sexiest, but it's extremely informative. Um, and that's all in these two episodes. Uh, memorable, uh, they're they're not my favorite episodes. Uh, it's a little, uh, maybe a little political, a little mushy for my taste. Um, we've mentioned time <laughs> over, They they blend together. And then I tend to be a little harder on episodes where if you have two episodes to do something big and exciting... Um and this doesn't quite touch all those buttons. So it kind
1: of of they don't that that is a really interesting thing. They, this is a two part and it's not like a really big episode. Like all the two parts we can think of, like one, what... Part two. That those are those feel like lots of big stuff yeah. happened. Uh, you know, the invasion, of course. Um, this big and usually yeah,
0: That's part something. part
1: twos are, are a lot bigger.
0: There's like something that ties it in your brain of like, oh yeah, that deserves two parts. This, uh, as I like took a step back and I wanted, it's like I wanted it to be better than it was, and I put that weight into the story just for the sheer amount of of of, of information and sort of climactic turn that it takes. So uh, maybe a little bit more manipulative than I should be with it, um, but there's a lot of information passed. There's just not a ton around it. So that came out to an eight point six.
1: Wow, I am surprised it's actually that high,
0: Sean. Um, it's. So I may have I may have overthought it too much, but I really <laughs> wanted to to translate how much I appreciated all the all all the takeaways that we left with.
1: Um, so for me, audiovisual gets an eight, and there's a lot of good stuff here. There's a couple uh, hiccups, <laughs> I think, with the animation, but I think um, that was good good fight scenes. There was the playing stuff um, I think was really good. And uh, Jeremy Suckerman's score really comes in in a lot of really good important moments. So that gets an 8. Uh, story, I'm very surprised Sean that you gave this a 9.5. Oh. <laughs>
0: I just couldn't decide where else to dump those feelings I, that I had.
1: I, I get a 9 and I thought that was going to be the highest. <laughs> but I think, honestly, nine and a half is to me is suitable because I just give it nine because I was I give it a nine. I'll, I'll it a nine. Um, this is probably the most human story I've seen. I think from Avatar, um, and which is why I love Legend of Korra. Which is one of the things Legend of Korra does better than Avatar, I think hands down, is that it really humanizes these characters. Um, from I think everyone, everyone has faults. Um, I feel like things aren't as black and white um, and things are, are, are open to to your own uh, comprehension, which is based off your own experience and to your own bias. Um, the dynamics between Kaya, Bumi and Tenzin are so real and lifelike, and it informs those characters so much. <laughs> like, man, it's... It, and then those three characters are three very different people. <laughs> like, they even look different from each other. Um Boomy kind of looks like... Which, again, informs the character. Tenzin straight up looks like an airbender. He looks like an air nomad. If you, if you thought that Aang somehow found another airbender and had kids with him, he looks like Tenzin. And Kaya looks like waterbender. It's like, whatever, which informs that character. Boomy's just like, whatever, I'm, I'm the oddball out. And Kaia is straight-up waterbender. She dresses like that and Tenzin is an air nomad. Um, but that family dynamic is done really well. And then, also, another family dynamic, which is a different family dynamic, is Cora and her parents, them did all their issues. I thought it was done really well and I thought it was um, very emotional there.
0: Thinking about um, character and informing core. like Aang is not even in this episode. But Think about how much you learn about Aang uh, in this yes. episode that yes. you didn't see at any other point prior to this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Really shapes Aang a mm-hmm. lot more. Um, yeah. So I'll give it, give it a um, yeah. Give it a uh memorable you know eight and a half there are uh <laughs> that joke with very with very this is this is when Varric became a really great character i think but like, the first couple episodes you might think oh yeah it's funny but maybe it's a fluke but then i feel like these episodes solidify him as 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 this type of, of character who's kind of outlandish and out there um, Uh, what else was memorable about it? Um, a lot of the stuff with, with, with the family dynamics and so stuff like that is very memorable. Uh, yeah, so that gets an 8.5. I don't know where that comes out to. It's going to be see. pretty
0: close to an 8.6 as well, actually. Right, because uh, 35% good. out of 8, yeah, cause I weigh, uh, 50% yeah. out of 9, 15 to 8.5. So, you know, 8.6 ish in the same ballpark, I think. Yeah. Give or take. Oh, that's just my quick math.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, and I was... And this is why I love doing three watches. I don't know, I have a, a lot more of a focus, uh, I think, that's, that... This is not even one of those episodes that I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, real episodes. But I think this time around, you just really notice a lot of the, the writing and what they're doing. There. Yeah. Um, which, which is funny, because I usually think about season two not having... The best writing of the four seasons um, which I think in regards to Cora and herself, the character and her family and tenzin, so I think the writing only gets better, um, but I think some other characters kind of come down a little bit, and uh we'll get into that' you know. still writing this episode
0: um and watching uh you know go through this. Uh, fairly fresh, and then with you, and then we have these talks, and I can always see those things that, like, you know, what? I would probably have to watch it three or four times before I picked up on that at all. So I feel like I get fast tracked on some of this stuff. Uh, but I agree entirely, is that uh, especially in these two episodes? And so uh, I also want to say the first, the second one we didn't like as much, but like the first episode, these two um, feel really yeah. well put together um even in those small parts where we can see yeah core is a little frustrating or yeah the animations uh a little uncomfortable but
1: i do think i liked the first episode better and i think it's a, it's a it's a better episode i don't
0: i don't remember but, what i rated that as but i feel like it was close i don't remember off the top of my head uh,
1: but, but it's really interesting that that uh yeah it's a two part episode for some reason I was watching, and I was like, all right, watch episode one. And I wasn't even looking at episode one. I was like, oh, yeah, because we were messaging back or something. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a two-parter. I mean, it, it deserves to be a two-parter. Like, you you think watching episode one that they are going to find Icky. Be, no, the ends of the episode. Icky has not been found yet. <laughs> and then it goes into the next episode. All these story lines, like, it is one full story, <laughs>
0: They necessitate each other, and yet there's something about it. It's it's missing kind of the grandeur of some of the other two part yeah. episodes. So maybe it doesn't feel that way. Uh, but you know they do. They require each other. Um. So that's our yep. ratings. Uh. You know, I think it's safe to say we'd be in the eight point six, eight point seven realm, uh, give or take. Uh, but then before we are done, you had a really quick thought. You thought uh, you oh, wanted yes. to share about Eska and Desna.
1: Eska and Desna. So. I was thinking about this. So when Korra was confronting Unalak right before they fought, Korra was like, you've, "You've always been jealous of my dad. He's supposed to be the chief, and you got him out of that. And I'm sure when you found out that his kid was the Avatar, it you know you just became jealous even more. You became that. So my theory is that so Un- so Korra and Eska and Desna are about the same age. I bet. My theory is that
0: knowing
1: that Aang's time was coming to an end, like, I don't think he died suddenly. I'm sure he was, like, gradually. He's probably like, oh, the Avatar has about, like, a year of, of love living. I gotta get going. I'm gonna start trying to have kids now. Oh, and let me try to have kids with probably a woman whose twins runs in her family so I can just up my chances of getting the Avatar as a kid. Like, imagine if he he—that's—that's that's the essence of the theory—is that he purposely had kids around Korra's age so that he could try to have the avatar as a kid and use the avatar for his own purposes.
0: On Which one really hand, on, on one yeah. hand, seems crazy. On the other hand, we're talking about a guy who essentially <laughs> ran barbarians into a spirit forest to get his brother banished from their home. So you know, is it past him? I don't know. Seems pretty reasonable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the, that is the theory, which then makes me think like, man, what if Eska or, because they would have been close <laughs> to being the Avatar, because they would have been in the wire drive, Eska, and Desna, uh, both benders.
0: Horrifying. Really. that?
1: Um, it, I don't even know how to start off with a what if video, like what if Eska, does? I'll have to think about that. <laughs>
0: They are so. Uh, it
1: wouldn't matter which one it was.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think we would hope it was Aska, or uh, uh, excuse me, we would hope I get a i We but... would hope it was Desna, because we would want it to be Aubrey Plaza. Yes, I think that's. I think that would be. Wait, it
1: is. I feel like I need to make sure. I can't uh, remember. I all... get
0: them mixed up all apart. Um, I
1: get them mixed up all the time.
0: Um, I will say that it's... that would have been horrifying, and that they I think they're not, as characters, they're not anything special to me personally except in that they are extremely unsettling, which is what they're supposed to be. They're yeah. they're crafted, finally crafted to be horrifyingly unsettling as people and characters and it's done well enough to be a major put-off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that would be a...
0: Yeah, I'll have to...
1: Do some pondering on what if Eska was the Avatar instead of Korra.
0: That sounds like uh that sounds like good uh spin-off episode material for us at some point. Uh yeah. you take one side, you take what if Desna, and I'll take what if Eska.
1: <laughs> I don't think that it'll be uh It's, it's gonna see. be
0: built a lot on how we feel Aubrey Plaza would react as a voice actor. That's gonna be the majority yeah. of the distinction. <laughs> uh
1: well,
0: hey. In that case, that's that's all I got for uh, for this time. That was Book 2 Spirits Chapter 4. That's Civil War Part 2. Although, in a way, it was kind of Civil War Parts 1 and 2. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Happy Valentine's Day if you're into that sort of thing. Or belated <laughs> Chiefs Super Bowl celebration if you're into that sort of thing. And otherwise, I don't think we have anything crazy yeah, coming up. So, There'll
1: probably be uh... Uh... A lot of Super Bowl babies.
0: There will pop, because everybody is... Name, name. name Patrick nine months from now. Unless, you know what, Patrick, okay, Yeah, Patricia's... That's very, that very easy. You know I mean, what's weird <laughs> is, uh, you know how Zach Proctor's dog uh, had a dog named Loki, and it kind of timed out pretty nice with the Avengers when, you know, that was a big deal. And I've actually met multiple other dogs named Loki that would be about the same age. So, yeah, it's no coincidence. Mm-hmm. I don't know why dogs have to be named after Loki. That seems like, I, like a shot at the dogs. I was,
1: I was uh, somewhere, maybe like a carnival or something, in like 2015 or something, like, somewhere around there. And yeah. I hear this mom screaming out, Cora, Cora. I want to be like, and this, daughter, and this daughter was probably about three or four, which time range puts it in the time frame when Cora came out.
0: About right, yeah. yeah.
1: And I wanted to like walk up to her and be like, like did you name your daughter after Cora <laughs> and, <laughs> but I know my wife would be like don't ask every
0: Lady back. <laughs> but, well I would be like your wife in that scenario and because and, like Heather would want to ask and I would just be like please don't I don't know why I just find it weird but then I would like gloss it over with some like Heather what if they yeah. say no and then you've just ruined that fantasy that you built up in your head and, <laughs> Just uh, just keep it in your imagination. Pretend it's real. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, a lot of Lokis. There'll be a lot of Patricks or or, or Toms. Ugh. Yeah. What kind of which, baby name is Tom? That's
1: terrible. I kind of hate the way I cut my son's hair, which I've been cutting his hair like this since he was the one. It's kind of Patrick Mahomes haircut, right, where it's like cut on the side, a fade, and the hair is out. But my son has like a really long dug tail. His hair goes down to his back. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but i've been i didn't i did not i've never cut his hair like that because of patrick mahomes but every time someone sees him I'm like oh
0: like patrick mahomes. i mean
1: it's like that but that's not the reason why it's i just guess how by I coincidence
0: it's not a state yeah. farm commercial like it just happened <laughs> yeah. uh, to, I, I don't i don't one. get that
1: patrick price
0: <laughs> not just for that haircut it's the other funny <laughs> chiefs names do oh, not like Uh, Like the offensive lineman who opted out, who's the doctor? Like, that guy needs some kids named after him. Come on. Give Laurent DuVernay Tardif. I don't know.
1: Like, can he just come back? Probably can't. Uh,
0: He cannot, but I really wish he could because in the – we're getting way off topic here, but it's at the end, so I don't feel so bad. There is a player (laughs) who, uh, because of the way the practice squad works – there is a player who was able to start at left tackle for the Colts in their playoff game, and then they lost. But he was not on the active roster; he was a practice squad and like a COVID fill-in or something very unique to how the practice squad works. That allowed him, after the Colts lost, to go play for Green Bay, who he played for last year, and they needed to fill in offensive lineman. And he, so, like, he started at left tackle in an AFC playoff game one week, and then an NFC playoff game the next week. And that's never happened before in the modern football era. Oh, but uh, teams might be though, because they're kinda of slack home. That would be on. very helpful. Eric Fisher, hang in there, buddy. Um well anyway I mean, he's
1: not do, playing this guy. Yeah, yeah. towards Achilles.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. which horrible way to somewhere Clay Thompson is weeping. Yeah. Um But uh hey if you're doing Super Bowl stuff, uh don't don't be stupid. We're in a pandemic. Do be smart. And thanks for watching. We appreciate it. We will probably come back next week with regular episodes, as far as I know. Yeah, Thanks, sure. uh, <laughs> Social media in the description. Uh, my name's Sean Taylor. That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. And this has been Avatar The Last Podcasters. Thanks for watching.